0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip, from tripadvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? Well, you're going to learn step by step how to talk to girls to create deep connections and meet the woman of your dreams. Here's your host, me, Trip. Hey, this is Trip from tripadvice.com. And wow, I got a powerful interview for you today. Now, I, I might say this a lot, and uh, and maybe I do just because I love the interviews that I do. But I I honestly think this is just one of my favorite interviews I've done in a while. I really connected with this person, and we totally speak the same language. And that's probably because the person I interviewed is a dating coach for men, specifically a love and int- intimacy coach. I spoke with Karen Brody and that's what she calls herself Love and Intimacy Coach at loveandintimacycoach.com and we went really deep we talk about this idea of why a woman says no to sex and and it's deeper than that it's not that she's saying no she's really saying to you i don't feel desired right now i don't feel sexual right now i don't feel that openness and, and connection to you right now. That's what she's really saying. And Karen Brody goes over this in great detail. And what's really cool is not only do we speak about this in marriages and in relationships, which you will probably eventually find yourself in, but we also talk about this when you're first dating a woman. So this is not just for guys who are married or in relationships, it's for guys really in all stages of dating and of relationships, you know. So, it's going to be very helpful to you no matter where you're at to understand how a woman feels desired, what makes her feel sexual, what makes her feel that connection to you and Karen Brody's going to teach you how to do that. So, listen up to this interview with Karen and I and also we talk about her book called Open Her, which I really highly suggest that you check out. It's on Amazon, it's on her website loveandintimacycoach.com. She speaks the truth. So let's hear her speak right now on our interview talking about sex, desire, openness, and connection. Hi Karen, it's great speaking with you today.
1: Hey Tripp, it's great to be here.
0: Yes, yes, I'm really excited to be talking about some really juicy stuff that I have yet to cover on the podcast. Now Karen, let's hear a little bit about you. I'm sure the guys want to know about how you got started into this, you know, you are the relationship expert and coach for men, which I like to hear. It's really nice to be talking to someone who who works solely with men. But do you work with women ever or?
1: Occasionally. Sometimes I'll work with a man for a while and then he pulls his partner in, but typically I work with men exclusively. Okay. Real quick,
0: what is the common question you get? with the men you work with like what's like the number one question you think that pops up all the time just curious
1: the most common question is definitely how do I get her to desire me
0: Uh, yes I get that as well that is definitely one that is uh, a hot topic now Karen tell us more about how you got into this and what makes you an expert
1: How I got into this is a really long story, but I'll tell you that um, I had, of course, my own issues with men. And at some point, I knew if I ever wanted to have a satisfying, meaningful relationship with a man, I was going to have to learn how to love men. And so um, I set out on this journey to figure out how to do that. And it resulted in my uh, changing my career from journalism to counseling psychology. And then getting this really powerful guidance to work with men, uh, which in the beginning made no sense, but as I started working with men and really discovering who men were and healing my own wounds through that process, I saw what a gift it was to work with men. The thing is, when you work with people very closely, you can't help but love them, and um, all of the wounding that I had around, you know, men with my father and various relationships uh, healed for me. And it was just really an incredibly powerful process. So I've been working with men um, exclusively for about 15 years, men who are struggling in their marriages and um, have hit in a point with their partners where their partners are not interested in them either sexually or emotionally. So they call me to help turn them, help turn it around for them.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. Why do you think that happens after so many years together?
1: Um, there are so many reasons, but I think it goes back to the first time that a man needs to negotiate a woman's no. So, you know, he's dating somebody for a while um, or they get into a relationship and they become exclusive and at some point she decides she doesn't want to have sex with him. And it probably has something to do with how she's feeling about herself or she's not feeling connected to him or she's just, you know, basically tired. And he takes it to mean something about him and he withdraws his boldness, his confidence, his leadership, and he decides to just be more careful and turn over the reins to her. When he does that, and he does that perpetually over years, um... She learns how to control him through sex, and she learns that um, you know he'll basically do what he needs to do in order to get sex. So he starts to bargain and to deal in order to turn things around, and it it diminishes her attraction.
0: How will he bargain? What, what, what will he do?
1: So, what most of my clients do is they start lying about what they care about and what they need. They um, go along with a woman's program, essentially just doing what she wants in order to get along. And um, essentially they're just looking for what do I need to do to get us back to where we were, where you actually desired me. And so it's just a series of, you know, in doing what he thinks he needs to do. And then when she feels that, and she feels that he's jumping through hoops, he becomes someone she doesn't find to be sexually attractive. So it's kind of a mess.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah, and it just sounds like, you know, it sounds like just it becomes a downward spiral in a way. Exactly. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And then, and then hopefully they can find a coach, like someone like you, who can, who can, you know, turn those things around. Mm hmm. So let's talk about in the very beginning stages of a, of a relationship. you know, We were talking before we got on the call about how a woman will say no to sex and and you kind of gave some of those reasons just a little bit ago. Now do you think it differs in terms of a woman saying no to a man for sex when they've been dating for let's just say like a a very short time like a couple of weeks uh, versus maybe a woman who's saying no to her husband after 20 years. Maybe let's Let's start with a, a guy who's dating for a couple of weeks, and we can explore that and then go from there. So what's happening in, in that moment?
1: Well, I would say, first of all, they're not very different. I think um, when a woman says no and you're dating, it's sort of a test. I'm not going to tell you she's thinking I need to test him, but it, it ends up being a sort of test in that she's looking to see how you'll respond. Women are often afraid that a man is all about the sex, it comes from all kinds of conditioning. And so what we're looking for in that moment of saying no is some sort of interest. You know, Um, we're looking to see, you know, does he stay connected? Um, What does he do? Does he withdraw? Does he get angry? How does he handle it? And that tells us a lot about a man's sexual confidence and how he's going to be able to seduce us going forward.
0: So let's say a a woman says no. What would be, in your opinion, the best response a man could give in that situation?
1: Well, a really sexy response would be just one deep listening, you know, just um, dropping into a curiosity. Oh, really? Tell me more about that. You know, that would be an absolute sexy surprise for a woman. Um, the next thing would be, you know, that uh, he maintains his, you know, steadiness, his groundedness. Um, he's able to get interested. And um, through being interested, you know, she gets a sense, wow, he, you know, he's more, he, he's about more than the sex. You know, he's willing to really be here with me and hear what I have to say. And oftentimes through that process of staying with her and being interested, she actually changes her mind. Because one of the reasons she was saying no to begin with is she may not have felt safe with you. She might have been questioning what your motivations were, especially if you've just been seeing each other for a week or two. Um, If you've been seeing each other a little bit longer, she might be questioning your commitment to her. You know, even if it's just for a few months or how much you care about her. And the no is a way of saying, you know, I don't feel that I'm there yet with you, right? Right in this moment, I'm just not connected. So what are you going to do about that? And the problem for a lot of guys is that in that moment, rather than doing the thing that creates deeper engagement, they pull away. Or they go into their heads and they think, oh my God, what am I going to do about this? Um, and she then is left with the feeling that if we're not going to have sex, you sort of aren't there for me. Does that make sense, Trip?
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. She's in a way, yeah, testing his, his strength and masculinity. You know, is he going to cower away and and be all you know upset and pouty about it, or not?
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't say she sets it up as a test, but the moment that you deliver the no, you you're kind of, you know, anxiously waiting for what's he going to bring back, and and it ends up being a sort of test.
0: Right. It's not that she's saying it, um, you know, in a way where she's like, "I'm going to test him right now. Let's see what he does." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she definitely wants to. Well, she definitely is going to pay attention to his reaction. That's for sure. You know, she's. She's going to see how he reacts to it. Let me ask you this. Is there any case in this where persistence actually helps?
1: Well, what do you mean by persistence?
0: I mean, should a guy just take no for an answer? And of course, I'm not saying that you should do anything that is um, against you know, morals and, and, and ethics and pushing further. But I've heard in some cases, a woman might kind of playfully or or just kind of say no, but she's really saying to him, and it might be hard to tell for the guy who's not used to this, but she's kind of saying to him, I just need to be seduced more in this moment. I don't actually not want to have sex. Does that make sense?
1: It does, but the thing is she doesn't know that at the moment that she says no. So it is a little bit tricky. It's I unconscious
0: think is what you're saying.
1: No, let's say, for example, you know, a man puts a move on a woman and she says, no, you know, and it, it has to do with the fact that she doesn't feel connected to you and she doesn't feel turned on. She doesn't feel ready, right? She might be mentally turned on, but she's just not there yet. And then, you know, a couple of hours pass, uh, you give her a foot massage, you're talking in a way that stimulates her and makes her feel trust. And then suddenly she's hoping You know, you're going to rub her in her thighs and things like that. So the no was a no of the moment. But I think there are no's where, you know, if if you're seeing somebody and it's early on and she says, I'm just not ready for this. I don't know you well enough. And she means that. Uh, I think you need to hear it as no, not now. Um, Sometimes there's an opening, though. You might ask a woman... You know, what would, you know, let's say you've been dating her for a few months and she's still not comfortable sleeping with you, and you might say, you know, what conditions would need to be met for you? Now, that's a super powerful question because then it, it puts it in her court to tell you what she really needs from you. And she might say, well, I would need to know that we're exclusive or I would need to know, I would, I'd have to feel a deep caring from you or something like that.
0: Right. Wow, that's That's actually a very magical question.
1: Mm-hmm. Because that
0: is, I mean, that's, that's the, the key unlocking it right there. Because she's going to tell you straight up, and every girl is going to be different, and every situation is different. So she's going to tell you exactly what she needs, you know.
1: Exactly, and you asking that is going to make her think you're super sexy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, that kind of reminds me too of like, that 's like knocking two two birds with one stone, same idea with like going over and approaching a girl and saying hello for the first time it 's like not only you know should you do that because that 's going to be a way for you to meet a woman, but just the act alone of doing it is saying to her like Wow, this guy's confident enough to come over and and say hi to me, and I feel like this is kind of a a similar case like you're you're asking the questions so you can understand. Where she's at and how she's thinking, and at the same time, like you said, asking the question is is showing her, hey, I'm you know not just in this for me, I care about how you feel and and I you know want to know where you're at in this moment because I'm interested in in you and I'm not just trying to do this for me
1: exactly, yeah, and instead of being in your head and trying to figure out what does she need, um, you're demonstrating that you. Trust that she knows what she needs and you respect it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing that I've told guys in terms of of getting physical with women is that, you know, they shouldn't just be, when it comes to sex, it doesn't matter if it's the first time ever or, you know, you've been married for 20 years. And again, I haven't been married for 20 years, but I can take a wild guess that most of the time, Sex isn't just grab the you know, grab the girl, passionate make out, and then you stick your penis in. And there's times for that, you know, where it's just like the heat of the moment and things happen. But for women, and I think guys really gotta understand this, I think you could probably talk about this a little bit. Women really need to be warmed up. They really need to be warmed up and there needs to be a lot of foreplay. You know, I I just some examples in my own life is when I've been with women and you know, sex is about to happen, but they're not really ready yet. And then we continue a lot more foreplay. And that turns her on a lot more. And she's the one asking me, you know, let's like, let's do it. Like, I want to have sex. Like, let's do it right now. And so that's kind of taught me in, in, in my own life, like, women just aren't like that. You know, a man could be, but a woman needs that warming up. What do you think about that?
1: I say absolutely. I think we love tension. I mean, if you look at the the films that we love and and the way we do romance, I mean, we love sexual tension. Men are a little less comfortable with it until they become, or they decide to become masterful at it. But a guy who can really play in the tension, so if you meet somebody and you know she's turned on by you and you're turned on by her and you can really play in that turn-on without trying to pounce on it, right, <laughs> without going for it. Um, you know, that's that's the mistake I think a lot of men make is the woman is so enjoying, uh, you know, playing in that field with you. She's she's enjoying, like, stretching out the tension, right, uh, letting it build. And the man's feeling like, wow, you know, the tension between us is palpable. I need to do something about it or lose it. And he may jump in a moment that's that's just too soon for her. But I like what you said, Tripp, is like when you can really play in it and you're in no hurry and you can like really stretch it out, then she's asking you to be sexual with her. Right. right? Because she she can't even take it anymore.
0: Right. Exactly. And I, I think guys have to know that, you know, as much as you might be ready right there in the moment, it is just, it's way more pleasurable. Not just for women, but for guys too. It's it's fun to play in that dance, you know, in that tension. And it's more rewarding, you know, you're leading up to it and it really builds. And I think you have an even more pleasurable sexual experience when, you know, it's not just happening so fast. And, and I think that guys should learn to enjoy that.
1: Yeah, and you know, from that first time that a woman says no, and it's because she may not be ready, she doesn't trust you, she's not feeling connected, whatever it is, from that moment when you can convey authentically that you're in no hurry, because you're sexually full, like you're sexually relaxed. right That's the thing I, I teach men most is how to relax sexually, then uh, her desire to be with you accelerates. As soon as she knows, you're not in a hurry. And this goes for married men, too. When I teach men how to turn it around, like their wives just, they've said no forever, right? And then oftentimes what happens is a man starts to get, he starts to feel her coming back around. He starts to feel her interest again. And, and sometimes um, they get too excited and they jump on that. right? And they blow like months of setup uh, by jumping on it. Um, but it's the same when you're dating. I think uh, if, if, if you're if you're too quick, right, and you're, you there's a tension, there's too much tension in you, and you're not able to relax. Actually, then then she keeps also feeling tense and not feeling like she's ready to go forward with you. So it's so important that a man learn to relax around his sexuality.
0: How does a guy who is married? How does he do that setup? Can you give us like a a quick synopsis of, of what that looks like in terms of of building up to a point where he's you know back in a steady sexual relationship with his with his partner
1: Well, I work on the mindset first because typically a man who's lost his wife's interest started to believe he didn't have a sexual choice and remember when I was talking about how it began with no, and it it just continued over the years, he doesn't believe he, he he wasn't believing he had a choice. And so he felt he needed to manipulate to get sex because it was all up to her. And then if the stars align, she said yes. So the thing I do first is I teach a man how to take his power back from the places he's been giving it away to her, Um, the ways he's been manipulating, lying, bargaining, uh, taking sex that's not consensual, I call that like taking the handouts um, and he starts calling that power back in uh, by being true to himself, by learning to contain his sexual energy and not leak all over the place, by not being needy. You know, Being needy is the kiss of death sexually for all men. And, um, and then when he's not feeling needy, and this happens for so many of my clients, all of a sudden she starts you know, looking at him differently. Like, oh, he's not groping me. He's not begging me for sex, you know? And she starts to notice he's looking more attractive. So maybe she grabs his ass or she kisses him or things like that. And then instead of just like like being with that, you know, if, if he jumps on it too quickly, he goes back to, again, feeling to her like he's needy, you know?
0: Right. So you're saying he'll get like a signal and then he'll jump all over it and try to have sex and, and just think, okay, now's my time, now let's have sex, when you're saying to be more present in that little kind of flirtation?
1: Exactly. Or like if a man is dating and a woman, you know, kisses him sort of passionately and he says, hey, come back to my place, you know, instead of just letting it be, letting it linger, letting her desire him. Women like the space. You know, we like to feel like, like there's a spaciousness between us, um, and we don't want it filled in right away. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it it's best to let things linger, you know, for the for her desire to build.
0: Yeah, I think that just goes right back to what we were saying earlier that you were saying about creating sexual tension. You know, I think and this is kind of what I'm learning here is sexual tension isn't just what's happening in uh In the time where you guys are getting physical, it can be happening all day long. It can be happening for weeks on end. It's not just something that's created right before you actually have sex. But what you're saying is that it's something that can kind of go on and on and on, especially for a relationship that's maybe died out sexually. It's something that is kind of built slowly through the days, the weeks, maybe even in the months. Is is that right?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Okay, A plus for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Now, um, I'm looking at one of your books here on your website called "Open Her: Activate Seven Masculine Powers to Arouse Your Woman's Love and Desire." And by the way, guys, you know this as you can, you know, tell from what Karen's saying here, and and she's a very smart lady. This sounds like an awesome book to read. Um, maybe you can give us some of the cool tips that you give in that book about activating masculine powers and maybe even before we do that maybe we ask the question of why does a guy have to activate masculine powers to arouse a woman why is that something that works could we speak to that
1: Mm, that's a good question why does he have to activate the powers well i would say the powers were always there and they they got turned off you know somehow socially he was told to turn them off Uh, he was made to feel wrong by women you know there are so many different reasons why a man feels like i can't trust my impulses especially sexually because they get me into trouble and and so i need to repress that in order to be considered attractive and safe by by the women that i want and um the problem, of course, with that is that, you know, women have romantic and sexual desires that include a man leading sexually and in love. So what I teach a man in the book is how through seven masculine archetypes, how to awaken his masculine powers, um, how to celebrate his masculinity, and how how through each type to give a woman what she most craves in love with a man. So for example, The first archetype is the artist, and I think most men relate to this one most, Um, and it has to do with giving a woman the gift of seeing deeply, seeing her deeply. So a woman's, I would say probably her biggest craving is to be seen by a man, and I don't mean just seen for how she looks, although that's really important, but seen as a feminine being, like really appreciated as different And beautiful than him so a lot of men sort of tolerate women you know they they don't really know how to make space for a woman to be a woman so they may in the beginning and then you know over time their their judgments sort of subtly seep in you know their judgments of the feminine of of how women are emotionally etc but If a man can learn to really see a woman deeply and accept her, um, she just blossoms. I mean, uh, some women can go from being sort of girlish, you know, to full-blown women with the right man. So that's why I call it powers. I think men have tremendous power uh, to affect women, but most of them don't know it. They're so worried about um, getting it right with women that they completely miss the effect they could have on how a woman feels.
0: Okay, I like that. And how can a guy do that? How can he affect how she feels? Yeah, what can he do to to be able to to do that to arouse that?
1: Well, if we just look at the artist, you know, every woman wants to be seen as uniquely beautiful. And um, when a man says, for example, "Wow, you're so beautiful," you know, "you're so sexy," or whatever it is, the first question that usually comes up for us is why. You know? And we're not going to say that, but we're thinking it. And it's the man who can make these kinds of distinctions and make them in a way that are unforgettable to us, that, that really touch us deeply, uh, that we feel really seduced by. If you look at like um, photographers and um, painters, you know, throughout history, they've had tremendous power with women. And I think most men don't understand why, but it has to do with this, um, this desire a woman has to be unveiled in a way that she's never been unveiled, to be seen in a way she's never been seen. And so she has that fantasy with photographers and painters, but she has it with every man. Like, what will you see in me no man has ever seen before? And can you see the true essence of who I am? Yeah. And that's, that's why you probably notice women totally light up when you hit on those very specific things about them. I know the pickup artists talk about this too, but in a different way. Um, then she really lights up and she thinks, oh, my God, he knows me. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we also want to be known at the level of who we are, like what we bring to the world. You know, like for me, like a man who can see that I'm a healer for men, it's tremendous. You know, some men would look at that and think, oh, you're just this coach, you know. You know, you just work with men and that's intimidating. But uh, another man might say, wow, you know, this has been a, a personal healing journey for you and look what, you, what you're what you doing for all these men in, on your own journey.
0: Right. He really sees it. Yeah. He really sees it. You know, something you brought up earlier too about, you know, this artist or... You know, a, a woman being photographed or or even painted or something like that. I think also, when it comes to that, there's this idea of non-judgment. You know, it's like she knows that, let's just say a woman wanted to get you know photographed naked, which is a very sensual thing. you know she I think she knows that she's not gonna feel. She's not going to feel judged or seen in a way um, that's not true or authentic. You know, I think a lot of this kind of makes me feel like being seen is is really being seen for who she is and all she is, without any sort of um, without any sort of judgment. Really, that's the kind of the word I keep coming back to. You know, I think her being able to be her and be free going to make her feel really sexy
1: i love that you brought that up because that is that is the deep desire like if you're gonna get naked with a photographer uh, the hope is that you'll feel so beautiful with him that you won't even think about your body right you'll just be like light you, you'll just be radiance right um but that doesn't always happen that's why i'm so happy you brought that up i think i mentioned this Pretty sure I mentioned this story in my book, but I've—I had several photographers take my pictures, and I felt really unattractive because they weren't acknowledging me, you know, in the way that a woman needs to be acknowledged when she's that that vulnerable, when she's exposing herself. Um, they weren't using the powers of the artist, even though they were artists, right? But and and, and rather than putting me at ease by calling me out, you know, like calling out my beauty, calling out my femininity. They were just sort of um, doing their craft, you know, which left me feeling really cold. And then I've had photographers where I felt like what I had described in the beginning, just like pure light, like I feel so beautiful, I'm not even concerned about any part of my body. Mm -hmm.
0: So what do you think the difference was there? How did did some of those... How, how did the positive experiences differ from the more negative ones? Is there something that the guys did that made you feel less judged, more open, and, and really seen? What did they do? What was different?
1: Well, the one who was able to really call me out of myself for the ones. Um, they were able to see deeply. So you can't fake something like that. So when you really see beauty and everything, you know, if you're a photographer, then you're able to look at a woman and say, wow, you know, you're, you're just incredibly beautiful. You know, that's, that's beautiful. Everything you're doing, you know, I really see you. Um, the way the light is hitting your face right now is gorgeous. It's, um, it's a pure acceptance, and it's a way of looking at you that's so much bigger than looking at the parts of your body. So Mm -hmm. sometimes when men are having issues with women sexually and they're saying, you know, she doesn't want to get naked, she's she's really uncomfortable with her body, oftentimes it's because the man isn't doing anything to help her put herself at ease. You know, he's he's not seeing her in a way that makes her feel like she's beautiful through and through. It's not totally up to a man, but it definitely helps. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, he can help kind of facilitate that process in a way. Yeah, I like that. Now I know we're kind of running out of time here but I would like to if you you have a minute just tap into maybe one more of these masculine powers uh, and maybe just chat on that for a second to tell us how a guy can be able to arouse a a woman and and get that desire.
1: Mm. Well with the um, poet archetype which is the second archetype in the book uh, the poet brings the gift of celebrating a woman. So part of that is a woman wants to feel that she's being chosen. And um, essentially what that means is that romantically we all have this this fantasy that a man's gonna like choose you from among millions of other women. You know, or the the fantasy that he walks into a room and you're the only one that he can see. Or he sees you at one point and he does everything in his power to get you, like over months or years. He absolutely has to have you. Like he falls instantly in love with you. Um, I know, of course, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he falls instantly in lust with you most likely. But in our feminine hearts, he falls instantly in love. He, like he only has eyes for us. And so a woman always wants to hear the language of choice from a man. So like I was saying, when you, when you tell her she's beautiful, she wants to know why. She also wants to know, why are you choosing me? And she wants to be with a man who actually is a chooser rather than uh, what I call a wide net fisherman, you know, somebody who just throws out the net, that he actually selected you out from among other women because in some way you resonate with some deep part of his heart mm. and, and he has to have you. So when men use the language of choice and they say, you know, yeah, you know, when I saw you at that party, like, like everything else disappeared. Um, and I'm with you because you're this kind of woman. You know, so the more that you can convey that you're very selective and you choose her, the more it puts a woman at ease romantically.
0: Yeah, that kind of, it, it feels like there's a theme happening here with this idea of making her feel very special and unique. Rather than, you know, oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just get this one. and It almost seems the opposite of what you're saying sounds like some sort of desperation or neediness. Like, I'll just take anything I can get. It doesn't matter if she's special or not. I just need a woman, and there's one in front of me, so I'll go with her, which is the exact opposite of what you're talking about.
1: Exactly, or when he tells you that he really got lucky when he got you, and he doesn't really know how he got you, that's really a turn-off moment. Right. but but the think trip is through the archetypes like the artist and the poet the first thing that I inspire men to do is to embrace and embody the power because men want to choose when men are confident they're choosers and men want to look deeply you know it's it's what men do really well so
0: yeah it, it's it's not just about oh I'll say that so I can act and be like a chooser, like Karen said. It's really something you should actually embody and try to be. Because why wouldn't you want to be the chooser? Is is you know is, is what you're saying? It's like you don't want to be desperate and needy. You don't just not want to do that because you know it's a turnoff for a woman. But what a really crappy way to live. You know, wouldn't it just be better if you could? have that power and take your power back and be able to choose the one that you really want and and then with that you can be completely honest in telling her how she is someone that you that you chose and wanted to be with because it's actually true.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and you're being your most powerful self as you do that.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Guys, if you want to learn more from Karen I really highly suggest you get her book at loveandintimacycoach.com. You can also just go to Amazon and you can type in Open Her, which is Karen's book, and you can learn more about the masculine powers to be able to arouse a woman and get her to desire you. And I think we all know at this point that Karen you got some really great information here that's, you know, very practical. And something that all guys can do and and you explain it in a very easy to understand type of way so thank you for sharing that with us today
1: my pleasure thank you Chet.
0: yeah thanks so much guys go ahead check her out karen hopefully we can have you on again in the future and continue the conversation
1: okay i'd love that thanks okay bye-bye